Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the rebranded erotic fetish podcast, The Kingster's Attic. Um, if any of you have been paying attention to my updates, especially on Twitter, if you follow me on Twitter, um, I recently rebranded this podcast from the Bisexual Fetishist Podcast to The Kingster's Attic. Um, don't worry, the episodes are still the same there's nothing changed as far as the audio for the episodes in the past um just going forward this will be a different name same podcast different name <clears throat> anyway moving on my guest for episode 20 is Saka bunny also known as Saka bunny feet on twitter slash x how are you doing tonight i'm doing pretty good thank you and how are you doing I am doing pretty good as well. Um, a few weeks I had a nasty flu, but other than that, um, I'm doing good. Oddly enough, though, it took weeks for the cough to go away. It's, it was horrible. Ugh. It seems like those last forever now. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, it wasn't COVID, though, because my doctor tested me for that, and I was negative for that. So thank God it wasn't that. Yeah, thankfully, because COVID does suck. Yeah. <clears throat> so <clears throat> anyway... Um, you, from what I've seen from your, from your profile, you're a femboy foot fetish bondage content creator on X. Um, would you tell us at first, and this is what I ask usually of my guests, um, how you got into um, your fetishes in the first place? So the story starts probably back in third grade when I first noticed that I actually had a foot fetish. <laughs> It was my actual realization that I had an attraction to feet. Mm -hmm. And it seems everything else kind of fell in place thereafter over time, especially once I started to uh, discover the internet more. Oh, yes, always. Um, I, I think you were the one who told me that you would um, like try to hide stuff from your parents when you were younger, trying to search for stuff. Oh, all the time. Like, I didn't yeah. realize that incognito mode was a thing on Google in that time period either. So, always had like deleting search history and everything else. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately, I tried to do that also, but um, my older brother was a tech whiz and a hacker. So, he could always hunt for stuff if he wanted to. So, I'd always have to be careful. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, my my older half brother um, is well. Even in his teen years, he was an excellent hacker and can easily fix anything with computers. And it was, ugh. thankfully, that's his job now, though. So he he does a good job at what he does, which is a good thing. But man, that had to be scary. It was, yeah. Uh, when I was a teenager, I would always worry about him, like hacking into my laptop and seeing what stuff i was doing and i was like uh, you know yeah i'd have been probably i'd have probably never done anything if i knew someone could do that thankfully he never did but if i would have known that back then i would have not been as cautious maybe <laughs> yeah and, it's always after the fact we find out it wasn't that serious <laughs> yeah exactly like like, you know, I this was when I was a teenager, so I wasn't good with technology when I was a teenager. So, you know, to me, it's like, 
oh, he has some kind of device on my laptop that he can look into stuff, you know? Like, I didn't know anything about technology at the time, so I was like, oh, maybe this is, who knows? Absolutely. You can see where that would be kind of scary and paranoid thinking. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and when I found out that wasn't the case, I was both relieved and upset because I was like, oh, my God, the shit I could have gotten away with when I was younger. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I mean, because like I said, I had very strict parents. Um, and for some reason, they were more technologically advanced than most people would hope their parents are. <laughs> Yeah, that that's something I, I remember you saying that, and um, thankfully I did not have that case. I, I can only imagine the um, scariness of that. Oh yeah, I, I mean there was like a couple of times that I was caught and like I was grounded for six months. <laughs> yeah, I remember you telling me about that. That when 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 you were telling me about that, I was like, oh my god. Ugh. And that was just for looking at feet on the internet. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine if you looked at like a dick or um, bondage? Oh my god. That, that's... Oh, I would have probably like never seen the light of day. <laughs> oh Jesus. Damn. That That's I, I've heard of strictness but from what you've told me before of your stories uh, this is like beyond strict and I've heard some strict stories in the past. Oh, they're like they were really crazy about controlling everything I did with a cell phone, computer, <laughs> laptop, you know, you name it. Uh, yeah, that's um okay, well, moving on from the bad stuff. Um so um tell us about um like I know you said that you would search for like feet and bonder stuff in the past, but like um, when did you discover that there were people actually into it? Like, you know, like you started with like social media and stuff like that. Um, actually I had known from a few articles that I read on, um, I believe it's called Quora. And mm -hmm. of course, as a teenager, I would just read anything I can find on there. And it turns out that people make content and sell it or just do it for fun. And I was like, wow, that's really interesting. So, you know, of course I was like 16, 17 when I first found out. Mm. But mm. I didn't officially start myself <laughs> until I turned 18. Yeah, yeah, that that's understandable. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's common amongst most of us, though, because I remember I would search for that stuff and found it when I was like 14 or 15, you know, so um, I, I think it's common for guys to find that at a young age and then as they mature into adulthood, you know, it expands more. Oh, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> um, so, um, I know that you have told me about um like some of your fantasies on x um but how about telling some of our viewers um like what some of your like kinky bondage foot fantasies are well coming out and saying it i am bisexual so i do mm -hmm. like both girls and guys so um when it Same comes here. to my fantasies um 
I'd like for a dominant female or male to tie me up and completely take advantage of me, knowing my fetishes and what I like, and just drive me crazy. Because to me, that's you know pretty much all I've ever really wanted to do, and I've gotten to experience it a couple of times. <laughs> but my fantasies are some of them I haven't done yet, like um, being tied up and forced to worship feet or to smell feet, you know, that would be probably definitely a top one on my bucket list. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people who have that kind of fantasy. Um, do, do you find yourself, um, this is also curious cause I want to know, um, cause I'm finding that a fair amount of people who I've had on in the past have these similar fantasies. Um, do do you find yourself like I know you're in your early twenties. Um, do do you prefer like a older dom to like have you helpless? I actually prefer them to be older. Yes. Um, I think usually if they're about maybe a year to however you know old they are, older, I'm perfectly fine with that. But I'm okay with a younger dom too, as long as they're. Mm -hmm. 18 but yeah i i know people's preferences are different um like for me when i was in my 20s um i preferred like it, if it because i was a switch i preferred like doms anywhere from like mid 40s and above and um i preferred subs like 20s like between 18 and mid twenties. Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing that, um, I like to you know talk about in the kink community is, um, preferences. Everybody has them. Mm -hmm. Um, like I said, it's not age to me. Isn't really the biggest preference. As long as you're capable of being a top, then awesome. Because I can't do it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I when when I was more of a switch, I thought I was awkward as a sub. Um, as I experimented in my twenties, I um, I was able to do both doming and subbing. And what I found out throughout my twenties is um, when I was subbing, it would seem a little awkward to me like it, it would turn me on but it seemed awkward um to me for some reason and whenever i would be a dom uh like guys thought that i was a really good dom for some reason so as i went through my 20s and started going into my 30s uh, i noticed that okay i'm still a switch but i might be dom leaning you know yeah. For, yeah. I've noticed for myself is mostly I've tried to be dominant once and it blew up in my face really bad. And that's when I realized, you know what? I'm definitely a bottom. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's it's always interesting when you come to realizations like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so um, 
did have you had any like weird encounters or moments um with your fetishes <clears throat> i can i can't say i really had any weird moments with it but i have had some encounters okay like um, were they were they good were they bad uh actually most of them were pretty good um, specifically, you know, obviously being on Twitter, I've ran into people in public. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and people were like, wait, aren't you this person? And it's like, oh, wow. Mm. So that's that, pretty much, you know, they're a little awkward at first, but none of them ever really turned out bad. <laughs> okay. That's, that's good. Um, yeah, because that, that can lead to some awkward moments, as I know. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, that 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 can lead to some awkward moments. Um, I I I don't know. I'm, I'm sure if you've listened to the podcast in the past, I'm sure you know like some of my weird stories that I've told on them. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So I, I I don't know. Um, and it's odd because my last guest, we were talking about um, you know kink safety and all those things and trying to be you know like like trying to find that balance between you know living a kink lifestyle but also being safe for your regular life. Yeah, I find that to be you know one of the most important things, and that really anybody who's you know just discovering themselves or been in it for a while should always focus on their safety first. Um, because you know, we live in a world where people are unpredictable. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it is unpredictable. And, um, what I sometimes tell people is, um, your fantasy can be someone else's twisted reality. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's the unfortunate, you know, mess of it all because really and truthfully, the kink, the kink community itself is it's not a bad community but bad people exactly can... yeah it, exactly um i i 100 agree um you have a great community but unfortunately you meet sometimes a bad apple or two absolutely and they are the ones that make us look bad that's why you know when you tell some people you have certain kinks or fetishes and the first thing they say is oh you're into that you know a lot of the times it's not because they understand it, it's because it's what they've heard oh yeah exactly um and i not only blame the twisted people but i also blame the media for that too because um like for instance you know i i have a foot fetish um you know the media um, brand's foot fetishism as bad and creepy. So growing up, I had to hide that side of me, or if I told someone, I had to take the risk of maybe they find me weird. Yeah, I, I understand exactly what you're talking about, especially in middle school and high school when you're of the mm-hmm. age you start to really know what you like. You know, you got to be careful with, you know, the partners you get with and the people you tell because, um, unfortunately, you know, especially in those school years, kids are very petty. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So, let's say you and this person break up, they might just tell what you like and then suddenly everybody knows. Yes. And it becomes a very awkward situation for everyone, unfortunately. It is bad. I had it happen to a buddy of mine and... 
wow. It got so bad he had to move schools afterwards. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I've talked about king shaming on this podcast before, and even though it hasn't happened to me in middle school or high school, it happened to me in my 20s. Like, I was 22 or 24 when it happened to me, and it was scary shit. I had to, you know, I had to basically redo my life. Exactly. It's, you know, pretty much, you know, as it's been described, it's like your life gets shattered and you have to pick up the pieces yeah exactly um you know and and it's it's sad really because um most of the time when someone gets king shamed it's for something that's not as twisted as it seems compared to other stuff absolutely like you know and i'm not going to king shame anybody for what they like because again it's everybody has their preferences and everybody's a different person but you know i really don't see a foot fetish as being something that really deserves the bad publicity it gets oh it it does um i don't know if i told this story on the podcast yet but when i was in high school i think i was either a sophomore becoming a junior or a junior becoming a senior i had this friend of mine who had an older sister like a year older than me and um you know she she knew about my fetish and was fine with it um, except at that age, I thought that if someone said they're fine with it, they'd be fine with, you know, me touching their feet and stuff like that. Sadly, that's not the case. And yeah, it was a bad experience to say the least. I can imagine. So, and yeah, that's, you know, that's the bad part, but I can also say, you know, for a lot of people who are younger and they're learning, People can be okay with you liking stuff, but the thing is, at that age, there's also a very strong lack of communication. So, a lot of the time when they say they're fine, most of us didn't really ask, you know, what parts they were fine with. Exactly. We only heard, oh, well, they're fine, so they must be fine with everything. Exactly. Because, you know, saying it's fine is kind of vague. And, and the sad thing is that still happens even past high school relationships. It happens every day as far as I'm concerned with other people's, you know, adult relationships. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I, I, you know, e- even after high school and just for my adult life so far, you know, I, I've had some people who were like, yeah, don't tell me about that stuff. I don't want to hear it. Or, oh, that's weird. Please don't mention that ever again. Uh, you know. Yeah, and you see, as long as people can, you know, you know, they say they're fine, and then you start, you know, okay, well, what part of it are you okay with, and what parts of it might you not be interested? So, um, when I was in my late twenties, yeah, late twenties, I knew this girl who was by. Um, we went to a community college together. And I knew that she had a few different kinks that were different from mine. And some of them were a little bit more um, risque than mine, to say the least. Um, And I don't know. I I mentioned about, like, I, I didn't even tell her that I had a foot fetish. I just asked her, um, okay, what do you think about foot fetishes? And the first thing that she says is, I really don't want to have this conversation with you. Mm. 
and this is from someone who liked things that were more out there than me. Yeah, you know, that's another thing. You know, I feel like in the kink community, people should, you know, stick together because, you know, whether we agree on what kinks and fetishes we like, the issue is we're all painted in the same negative image. Exactly. And, um, yeah. You know, it's sometimes it's better, you know, if everybody supports one another. You don't have to agree on what you like, but to someone who's, you know, per se vanilla, if you say you like bondage and they say they like choking, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, both of you are going to sound very out there to someone who's, um, you know, again, vanilla. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Another thing that I find out, too, is um, people who assume they like something and then they try it. And then they're like, yeah, I probably don't like it as much as I thought I did. Yeah, that's actually happened. I, I And I see that. And I don't hold too much against those because, you know, at least yeah. you actually tried it and you know better now than you knew before. <laughs> oh, yeah. At, at least they're trying it and they're experimenting with it. So that that's um, good. And I, for one, believe that fetishes are supposed to evolve you know you're supposed to learn from them you're supposed to you know it growth that's that's what i'm getting at exactly and that's why i see you know kinks and fetishes it's uh it helps a lot with personal growth and it helps you become more comfortable with yourself yeah yeah it definitely does <clears throat> um so um Another thing that I wanted to ask you, um, like I, I know you mentioned about your life, you know, working for like security, stuff like that. Um, have you ever had like fantasies of like robbers or intruders breaking in and like, like tying you up and gagging you to get you like, quote, out of the way or something? Um, I definitely can say I have had that fantasy before and as unlikely as it is, um, it would be interesting to happen. But at the same time, I also realize that most of them aren't just probably going to tie you up, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But I'm talking about, like, not in reality. Like, like if it was, like, a safe environment where you, like, knew the person and you did, like, a role play. Oh, that'd be completely awesome. You know, role play, you know, can make anything a lot more fun, especially when it has a plot. So, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, so like, I, I, I'm also curious as to like, like, si since you're also into that kind of fantasy, like, w with the fantasy, is it like they, like, once they, you know like once you're helpless do they put you in like a storage area somewhere or like something like that uh yeah actually it's kind of like that usually they'll uh in my fantasies they'll lock me in one of the vacant state rooms or something like that where nobody will go hmm. okay that that that's interesting yeah because i'm always curious um like i i know sometimes um, people have like similar fantasies, but those fantasies can differ with certain details. And it's always nice to learn those little details that people want in their fantasies. 
yeah, I mean, I even had, I mean, I had a similar fantasy in high school where um, getting tied up by the school buddy and uh, school bully and stuffed in a locker. Oh, my. Oh, hopefully eventually being found. <laughs> yeah, hopefully eventually being found. Uh, but, you know, never happened, but it was indeed a fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, yeah, fantasy seas can be fun as long as they remain in your head sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That's what I... That, that's what I um, have learned. <laughs> Some things that are in the realm of the imagination. <laughs> yeah, um, like like for instance, you know, I um, my um, my like kink role has switched over the years, like I mentioned before. And um, you know, for for years, I was a switch, and the reason why. I'm more of like a dom leaning switch now is because um uh full disclosure with my health um when I was born I had like an open heart surgery that they switched the valve artery things with the heart and then back in either 2021 or 2022 I got covid and that switched up my lung system for some reason and the first time that I did a session as a sub, you know, like a year or two after, like a year after having COVID, um, I found out that I can no longer take it for some reason in my body. That is interesting. Yeah, it, it's like having it switched my like respiratory area and the stuff that I would be able to handle in the past, I can no longer handle. That is pretty interesting, actually. I mean, I'm not too sure how it works, but I mean, hearing it, it's like, wow, that's actually intriguing. Yeah, the the first time that I had a session post-COVID, um, it was like almost a year after. And normally, you know, I, I loved being tied up and sometimes gagged. Um, but whenever I was gagged that time, I kind of, you know, found it difficult to breathe a bit. And, you know, I coughed more. And, um, you know, during the actual tickling, you know, the, the person I was playing with had to stop a few times to give me a breather. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, I think, you know, I kind of had a similar thing after I had COVID. Um, when I had it, it hit my lungs really hard. And it took probably about close to a year for me to actually fully get my lungs to recover. <laughs> yeah, that that's the thing. Um, even though mine recovered, I noticed certain things that have not recovered. Um, like I mentioned, like the gagging thing before, but, um, throughout my teens and twenties, I did not like cigarettes. Like I would hold my nose a bit and cough a little bit and it was fine. But ever since having COVID, I hack and cough even worse now, whenever I get a whiff of a cigarette smoke. Oh, oh same way. Um, you know, I got neighbors who smoke all sorts of things, <laughs> mm -hmm. but, um, the thing is, I can smell it, and it'll it'll mess with my nose, and then I'll start coughing, and then I have to yes. go to a whole, you know, same 
didn't used to bother me as bad, but nowadays it's definitely, I would say it's a lot more sensitive to fumes and other things. Even, you know, at work with what I do, there's a lot of chemicals. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know why, but my company does not give us any sort of protection for that, but yeah, they, ugh, they really should. Uh, that's bad. It's bad, but you know, at the same time, it's, it's how a lot of these corporations are nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know for myself, I, uh, like from having it, like if, if, if someone works with like a Clorox cleaner or something, I kind of like gag and my nose feels like it's burning. Yeah, it gets kind of like that singed feel in your nose. And yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's it's like someone is like choking your neck with their hands almost. Absolutely, because it just completely chokes everything up. And then you have to step away or leave the area entirely and try to get your breath back. <laughs> oh, yeah, and sometimes you can't though. Like, you know, like, like, um, you know, I, I take univer classes at a university. If there's a bad smell and I'm in class, I can't just leave the class. Oh, yeah, that's that's where it gets even worse is, you know, you're stuck somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah. Because, like, what I do, I work in tight spaces all the time. You know, I'm on big ships. And while they look big on the outside, the inside, maybe you've got, Maybe you're in a room with maybe three feet of clearance. So something. Mm -hmm. So pretty much if you're anywhere near concentrated chemicals, you're breathing it at a very high rate. Oh yeah. Um, sometimes though, with, with my, with my lungs though, and the breathing, sometimes I've had instances work in my favor though. Um, like um, I'm finishing up my undergraduate degree and I had to take like, seminar courses for it i had to take like a part one and a part two and during part one there were so many students in a tiny seminar room and there was this guy in his like 50s or 60s who reeked of cigarette smoke and i would always cough really bad and uh but thankfully it worked out because the professor didn't like that we were cramped in that little room. So when I came to her with that problem, she was like, oh, well, I was thinking of moving the room anyway. So it worked out for me, thankfully. Oh, yeah, that, that's when things do work out. And it's always good when they do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> although it hasn't always worked out. I remember one time someone was smoking by me and um, I asked them if they could move away and they blew smoke right in my face. Oh yeah, no. Um, yeah, I even though I'm a sub, I do have, um, as some people have called it, an attitude problem. <laughs> so if someone does that to me, it probably won't be too good because I, <laughs> I don't have the judgment of do I value this job or not. It's uh, let's see how petty I can be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um. So with, with your, um, getting back to fantasies, um, with, with your foot and bondage fantasies, do you have like, like, um, abduction fantasies too? I do. Yes. <laughs> so what, what would be like your perfect, like abduction fantasy? Um, probably.
Um, hopefully we did not lose him. Um, okay, this is bad. I've never had anyone get lost. Um, hopefully he will come back. Um, I'm probably just going to talk and talk until he does. Um, just give me one second. Um, yeah, so, okay, I've never had this happen before. Um, okay. Give me a few minutes here. I do apologize about this. Um, yeah, it has to be. Yeah, you, um, you cut out there for like a minute. Yeah, it's probably the reception on here because it changes it periodically. Um, yeah. So, so you were saying before you cut out. Uh, yeah. Um. So, like I was saying, for me, it's definitely one of those fantasies of getting like picked up leaving a store then you know blindfolded tied up then taking somewhere like i said that i know nothing about like a warehouse or an abandoned building and then maybe being questioned and maybe tortured you know made to talk stuff like that kind of like the interrogation fantasies oh cool so so like like an abandoned warehouse or like a basement of an abandoned house that's you know run down or something oh yeah absolutely yeah yeah definitely um and, and what like and in this fantasy what do your captors do to you um well it's nothing physically harming but mm -hmm. it's more of like um somehow i guess maybe they know that um I'm very ticklish, and they probably tickle the information out of me. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Um, like, like, do you, um, do you like, um, like plot twists within the fantasy too? Like, say they find out that you are ticklish just for information, but then they're like, "Oh, I think we're gonna take you with us." And yeah, you know. Oh yeah, but, that makes it even more fun. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, um, even though it's a fantasy, though, like would would that like absolutely freak you out if you heard them say that? <laughs> um, probably at first, but you know, it'd be like you know I've got to find a way to get away. <laughs> well, it it from what I've also found out though, it it also depends on who does it too. Like if, if your fantasy is like buff guys. <laughs> taking you then yeah that's more enjoyable than if you have say some creepy fat old guy in his 60s you yeah know. that'd be kind of that would be a little bit on the more scary side but mm -hmm. like i said i mean you know usually those guys aren't my fantasies but <laughs> yeah yeah definitely um we we all have different kind of fantasies for some reason um i i always tell my i, I always tell people that my 
um, kink brain doesn't register well with my non-kink brain. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, <laughs> like what, like what my kink brain loves, my non-kink brain finds kind of creepy and like, uh, no thanks. Yeah, they're like it's like uh, two different um, sides of the um, spectrum. Yeah, I, I call it. I, I call it like the kinky Jekyll Hyde. That's what I call it. Yeah, it's pretty much exactly like that. <laughs> It's it's like it's like for me, sometimes, you know, um, I see like older gay men, and my non kinky's eye would be like, uh, no thanks, not my style, but my kinky side of my brain is like, oh god, yes, please. Yeah, and you know, there are some people that are like that. Um... Like I said, with me, I usually, you know, see myself with around people like my age to their 30s mm-hmm. or maybe, you know, a little bit younger, like 18 to 20. But I mean, usually when I see people that are, you know, pushing past like, you know, their 50s and stuff, my uh, my non-kink brain is like, yeah, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I... I don't know. I oddly enough, though, in the past, um, like when when I've had sessions, I, I've had sessions with people my age and older. Um, oddly enough, the most interesting sessions that I've had have been with older ones, for some reason. Yeah, I can believe it, and um, and I say that because usually I think those are a little bit less common. Yeah, and like it's interesting because you also like i know in the king community they talk about like aftercare and stuff like that and from what i've noticed and i'm not trying to judge anyone here just from my experience um like if i have someone around my age or younger um you know they mostly want to do whatever we agreed to do and then it's like okay i'm i'm good goodbye um but if I have someone older, like really older, like decades older, um, they'll want to talk afterwards, and I'm fine with that. Yeah, because it gives that sense of normalcy. And you know, I'm I'm actually kind of like that. You know, like when I have a session, um, I like to talk and get to know the person beforehand, and even talk afterwards because I don't know. I just like talking. <laughs> You would not believe the amount of people around my age that I've met that aren't really into doing that, like either pre or post. Yeah, I've heard that actually, you know, but like I always tell people we're all different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I, I, I remember um, it was a meetup that I unfortunately couldn't do, unfortunately, for other reasons. But this one guy, um, it was when I was still a switch. Um, he really loved my feed and wanted to tickle them. Um, but he just said, okay, how about we do a session where you just come around to where I work and we just get in my car and I just, you know, tickle your feed for like a half hour and then you're free to go. Hmm. And I can assume that, you know, you probably didn't feel comfortable with it or... Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it sounded interesting, but because I like to 
communicate with a person i just don't want to be like okay i'm going to show up for like 30 minutes to to a half to like 60 minutes and just leave then you know yeah um i understand that because like i said you know i like to kind of get to know people beforehand <laughs> yeah definitely and and it also makes me wonder like <sighs> I know I probably shouldn't think this, but it makes me wonder, like, okay, if you don't want to talk to me, uh, what exactly are you hiding? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like I said, you know, we it, sometimes you can't help that feeling because people are unpredictable. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm not saying yeah. that, you know, people who talk and are social butterflies aren't hiding anything either. It, it, exactly. It, it's... Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't like, I don't like too much talking, but I need to have some kind of talking in order to feel comfortable. Yeah. And yeah, that's usually, you know, the way it is. And I was just completely silent. I'd be kind of a little concerned, but. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Like, like take, like take the, um, van story that I keep telling on this podcast all the time. You know, like, how would you feel if this guy was like, oh, I have a van. I'm going to have you hogtied in it, and we're going to go someplace where there's no cars. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's that's like creepy as shit. You I know, mean, and when, it's not just that. I mean, it's the van too. And and plus, when like the the worst thing is when you tried to have a normal conversation, there was no conversation except for that. Yeah. See, that's, you know, that's definitely not, you know, what I would even give the time for a session on. Yes, yeah, as a definite red flag. Yeah, because I'm like, you just told me you want to tie me up in your van and go somewhere that sounds very isolated. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you, you never know. You could, you know, could end up in a basement or something, you know, you know. I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, as I always compare it to, it's, you know, sometimes you don't want to end up with the next Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like some serial killer, or I, yeah. I don't know. Because, like I said, you know, I mean, there's a lot of serial killers that were like that too. <laughs> well, it's not it's not only serial killers, but it's also like like um like like rapist or something, you know? Yeah. Like 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 not not just killers, but like what if they he just wants you to put you in like a basement and just like you know like rape you constantly. yeah see, that's scary <laughs> exactly you, you never know and and this is why you know there there should be like a lot more talk about like kink safety i think because most of the time if if you're really turned on by stuff you don't think about the safety sometimes yeah as, as i always say with guys you know sometimes we think with the wrong head <laughs> yeah exactly i i totally agree and, and I think, you know, it's a good lesson for anybody who's into kinks, you know, guy or girl, it doesn't matter. Um, learn to balance your thoughts. Mm -hmm. Because that could actually save your life one day. Exactly. And, and it's fine to have a kinky mind, but also to make sure your um, non-kinky mind is thinking in the background. Mm -hmm. Because... Really and truthfully, it's uh, pretty much like an airplane, how you have a pilot and a co-pilot. Each one mm -hmm. should be able to switch off periodically and still be doing something. Mm -hmm. Because yeah, you, 
Mm-hmm. You have to have that dual way of thinking. Like, you know, oh, this sounds really fun, but on the other hand, is it safe? Exactly. And and you do not know what the other person is thinking, too, until they say something. Exactly. And like, like, yeah. Oh, no, you go ahead. <laughs> like, like, for instance, like, say, say that I were less than you know, and we had a session, you know, like if I found out that you'd like to be, you know, tied up in an attic, I could be like, oh, well, I could just leave them in there and then put a padlock on the door and that's it. You know. Yeah. You know, and, and you would, would never know you. until you would never know until hours later when you're like, okay, where is he? Yeah. Because, you know, after maybe like an hour, you know, you're fine. But after it gets around two, you start to wonder exactly and if you're not being touched or anything you're you start to get really scared then thinking okay where am i what's going on because usually at that point that's when i uh start thinking about getting out (laughs) yeah yeah definitely yeah totally i same thing and you know just for that reasons um i always tell people if you are into bondage you should also know how to get out of it (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Always take the time to learn. I mean, I'm not saying you can get out of everything, but. Well, it's also good for like the Dom to know that, okay, you you can make someone helpless, but don't make it like inescapable or something. Yeah, because a lot of the time, you know, making it tough is good enough. (laughs) Yes, especially if you're dealing with like amateur bondage, like, you know, like like the 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 bonded sites and companies that we see online, you know, they're like really good professionals. So they know how to untie someone in a really tight knot or something. But if you're doing like amateur stuff with one on one people, you don't want to do that. No. And the thing is, you know, you also especially for a lot of subs out there it's good to know what a good Dom is versus someone who's not a good Dom. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've had like a few subs tell me that they like switches because switches understand what it's like to be a sub too. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. I prefer a switch over a full top. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, you know, I... You know, I, I know a lot of great doms and tops, but at the same time, it's like, okay, they need to get out of their head sometimes. Yes. <laughs> I always tell people, you know, too much power can sometimes be a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, exactly. Um, and also, like like, we, like I was saying before with my experience, you know, um, location is also good too because you need to know okay where am i going to be at you know how long am i going to be here exactly because you know if you're someone who does have you know parents or family members that you still live with and just one day don't come back you know that's going to be kind of scary for a lot of people Oh yeah, I I know a few bisexual men or even some straight guys who are married to a female and they'll still do like meets with guys and you know they'll say, "Oh, well, my partner knows that I do this and has to know where I am." Or they say, um, you, you know, you can't really do anything too extreme because my partner will be upset. 
you know. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's also an important thing is, you know, some if people have partners and if you're in an open relationship, boundaries are always important. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, to- totally. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah, I, I totally agree. <clears throat> um, so was there anything else that you would like to bring up and talk about? Um, no, but I am definitely still open to questions. So, <laughs> okay, definitely. Um, so going back to your fantasies, um, in some of them, um, do you, do you have any, um, I'm trying to think of the correct terminology here. Um, like fantasies involving like fictional characters. Um, not so much as now, but when I was younger, yes. <laughs> okay, can you tell us some about that? Okay, so um, going back to when I was a kid, I always found certain characters and cartoons to be attractive. Yeah, same here. Um, like, uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah, uh, Vicky from Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, yes. Yes, I do remember that. Um, yes. That's, you know, kind of one of my first, um, you know, introduction to the uh, mean bully girl type, you know, dominant mm-hmm. personality. And I was like, I really like that. <laughs> oh yes, and she would fit that type. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I grew in the ninety I grew up in the nineties and early two thousands, so I know all about those cartoons. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I was um I I was early two thousands, I was born in two thousand and two. Mm-hmm. But you know, all that stuff was still running and airing. So of course well, actually oh, actually what? fun fun fact about the fairly odd parents though that was created like a decade before it aired um because i remember when i was a little kid in the mid 90s there was this segment called oh yeah cartoons and and butch hartman would do shorts of the fairly odd parents oh wow yeah so that existed long before it became a full-time show because i i remember watching it yeah i just had it when it was um a regular full-time show Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, you know, I can definitely say that was one of the more influential characters in my fantasies. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like, um, I let her call me a twerp any day. <laughs> as long as she tied you up. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, what Were there any other, like, cartoon characters? Um, that's what I'm trying to remember, because I know there was definitely a few more, and... It's just trying to go through and remember all of them because some of these shows I haven't seen in probably the last seven to ten well, years. Well, I, I I watched some of the early two thousands, so I might be able to name off a few. Um, one that would be good would probably be Danny Phantom. That would probably be nice oh, to. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Danny Phantom would be cool. Um, on the, oh yeah, definitely. On the male top side, yeah, Danny Phantom would be really cool. Oh yeah, yes, yes, definitely. E- even as a even as a sub, he would be cool. I, I oh, think yeah. like for, for for like like since I lean Dom like that that would be just oof. 
<laughs> also, um, Kim Possible. That was another one. Oh God, yes. Oh God, and and there were moments where she was tied up by villains. So yes, I kind of blame Disney Channel for that. <laughs> yeah, Disney actually, you know, those. Um, it's one of those programs and everything that actually introduced a lot of people, including myself, to some of these kinks. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. We do being another one. <laughs> Because, you know, Daphne's always getting tied up by somebody. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, that that was... Uh, um, yeah, I, I remember someone saying about Scooby-Doo is that... Um, um, thanks, Scooby-Doo, for um, creating... Um, intergenerational um kinksters because <laughs> <Yep. laughs> because it was in the 60s and then through to now i mean i'm like you know they've got like over 50 years of you know kink experience running here <laughs> oh god yes yeah de definitely 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 Ugh. and uh for some reason i always thought that velma was you know secretly a dom <laughs> yeah i thought too yeah yeah I, I i could see why you would think that yeah, because also, you know, it's, uh, I think it's also the uh, the glasses thing for me. Oh, um, God, yes. Oh, my God. That That is my kryptonite. Oh, God. No, that, that I, is, used that... To, I used to wear glasses, but contacts now. <laughs> um, with, with, with guys, it doesn't matter to me. But with females, I was like, oh, my God. that That is like my kryptonite with females. Ugh. It is for me too because it's like, dang! As soon as a girl puts on glasses, it's like, holy crap! But but uh, here's the thing though, like you you know, I know that girls can find like fake glasses without the glass, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. like that. That that didn't really get me. Like I, I actually wanted someone who actually wore, you you know. Yeah, for me, it's just if it, as long as it's glasses. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, like because I, I don't know to to me like like the the hot blonde putting on the glasses that are fake that it, I think it's overdone. Yeah, that's overdoing it. But if you're like you know the brunette nerdy girl who actually wears them, that's even better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, it, it's uh, I I don't know. It's but then again, even even nerdy girls without glasses are fun to be. You know. You know absolutely and i feel like it's the nerdy ones that um make the best doms when they are oh e even as subs too they're great to be honest um i i remember yeah i never told this story either um mostly because i mostly have guys who like guys on here but um anyway <clears throat> um when i was at a community college you know i i had this gorgeous history professor in her mid-30s and um, because, and, and of course, you know, with my foot fetish, she would always like dip her feet in and out. And like she, she would go barefoot a lot and it would drive me insane. Oh my God. So like I, I have like fantasies about, about her. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. Um, my eighth grade teacher, um... She wore glasses and always had flats on. She would always kick them off. Oh my god! Doing the dangle underneath her desk, yes. and I'd be like, yes. "How much supposed yes. to pay? I can't pay attention in class." <laughs> yes, yes. The, 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 let, let me tell you something. This history professor—that's what she wore. She wore flats and heels, and she would keep 
dangling them, sliding them in and out. Oh my God, it was so torturous. Um, one time I had to go, um, I, I had to see her during her office hours for some reason. I forget why, um, probably because I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, I remember she was trying to help me with a with an assignment and um, she had, um, because it was her off, because she was an adjunct, um, the community college I went to had like a, like one big office for adjuncts and they had like a separate computer lab for the adjuncts. And because she was the only one in there for like hours, um, she had kicked her flats off that she were, she was wearing. So she had been barefoot for a while and, you know, I thought, okay, um, I come in to get help. She's probably going to put them on. So we go somewhere else. No, she doesn't. She does not. Nope. It's always so, those uh, trying moments when you have to sit there and watch and it's like, ah, oh, damn it. Oh, yeah. So so I, I took her for, um, she was a history professor and I took her for um, like history of modern China. And she's trying to tell me about like China at the turn of the century. And I'm just like glancing down at these feet and I'm glancing down and like her toes are scrunched up and I'm seeing wrinkles and I'm like, oh, fuck. Ugh. Yeah, it was just like that because I don't know. I feel like maybe she, my teacher did it on purpose, but she put my, my, my desk. yes, 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 <laughs> yes. That that's what I think too. Because um, my teacher put my desk like right next to hers, where I could see everything, and I was like, oh damn. Yes, exactly. What <laughs> what happened is, math, but you know. <laughs> oh oh yes, th this this history professor. What she would do is. Um, like I would always sit in the front, no matter what class I was in, because I need to pay attention more with, you know, like, like with my learning. Yeah. And what she would sometimes do is she would sometimes sit on a table in front where the whiteboard is and she would like move her feet back and forth. And sometimes they would fall off and she wouldn't put them back on until she got back up. Yeah, and you know, I feel, you know, my teacher did that too, and I was like, you know, I feel like this is all on purpose because you purposely moved me up here and you're doing this. Oh, but but listen to this, I got my revenge though. Oh, you, you, oh, you you have to hear this. You have to hear this. <laughs> I definitely do because I'm definitely curious now. And it's probably not what you're thinking because I did not. Um, th th there was no rope or tape involved. <laughs> So anyway, um, on, on top of the professor doing this, she also really liked me. Like I was one of her favorite students, apparently. Um, and <clears throat> so it was the summer before I transferred to a university, the university that I'm currently in now. And um, I took a summer class just to be, just to see her one more time um like i didn't need the summer class i just took it just to be like you know what I'll, I'll see you just one more time so um of course she kept doing you know because it was the summer she'd wear flats flip-flops um she'd go barefoot often because you know um it was a summer class there were hardly anyone in the in the community college so she just did whatever um so anyway towards the end of it the class only lasted for six weeks so at the end of the six weeks um i kind of created a little um trying to find the right word 
um, trick to get her barefoot. Oh. <laughs> so um, I kind of, uh, although I did something nice though, you know, I did buy like a rose or something just as a gift for like, you know, thank you for helping me with stuff. Um, Cause she did help me out with transferring to her university and stuff like that. But anyway, um, what I told her was, um, I waited till everyone was gone and I said, oh, I need to see you after class for something. And she was like, oh, yeah, no problem. No problem. So we're in the classroom that we, that we have the class in just the two of us. And I said, okay, so I have a surprise gift for you, but you kind of have to play along with something for the surprise. And she didn't question it. She said, okay, no problem. I, I was shocked. She did not question me. Um, I was even more shocked when she, when I told her to prop her feet up on a nearby chair and close her eyes. She did it without hesitation, and I was shocked. Wow. Yeah. Like, I was thinking, like, she'd get a little weirded out. I was thinking she'd question why. She did not question me whatsoever. Um, so... So I have her like, you know, those, you know, like, like wheelchairs they have in college yeah. lecture places. But yeah, um, I have her in one of those chairs and I have her on another wheelchair with her feet propped up and like she has and she has her eyes closed and like she's like all excited about the surprise. She's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see what it what it is. And so. I get over to where her feet are and I, I start talking, which gets her a little nervous. I said, okay, do you remember, um, like, I won't say the professor's name, but, um, for personal reasons, but I was yeah. like, Oh, do you remember professor so-and-so how, um, you, gave me too much work with the several classes that I had you with for the last few semesters. And she started to get confused. And she's like, uh, yeah. And she still has her eye cl eyes closed. And um, so I, I was taking, so I took off her like flats and oddly enough, she did not question why I was taking them off. So I apparently got lucky. <laughs> um but anyway, um, when I told her, so I told her, okay, um, do you think that someone should um, pay for all the work that I was given all those semesters? And I started to like lightly like wiggle my finger on her, on the arch of her foot. And she started laughing. Um, she tried to say something like she tried to say, well, it was required, but because it tickled so bad when she said required, it came out really like, like she had a hard time saying it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Wow, yeah. So, so after that, I, I decided, no, it, it continues. So I decided to test it out even further. Um, so a after I tested out if she was ticklish, um, I, so one thing, you know, I was always curious about her flats because, you know, she would always do the shoe play. So with her eyes closed still, I was able to smell her flats and oh my God, they were smelly. Ugh. 
I, I had to stop smelling them because I have because I was starting to get turned on. That's how bad they. Ugh. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it, it was the middle. It was mid to late June. Um, she had flats on without nylons. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So you can just imagine how toxic they were. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, after I tested out her foot, you know, um, she did not open her eyes. Thank God. Um, she did not open her eyes until she until I took my arm and arm locked her ankles. That's when she opened her eyes. <laughs> so here, here, here I am. I have a, um, I have a history professor um, with her feet up locked in my arms and she's like, Oh shit, what's going on? <laughs> uh, so, so anyway, when, after that happened, I started like I dug my fingers into her arch, and oh my god, she squirmed and laughed so much. I think she almost fell off the chair. Oh wow! Oh, yeah. That that's how that. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, though, thankfully, and this is the surprising thing, um, and you'd probably have to believe it. You'd probably have to see it to believe it, but it did happen. Um, so anyway, after, you know, it lasted about two, three minutes. Um, and I, you know, I, I stopped after that amount of time, you know, I was a gentleman, I put her flats back on for her and she, um, oddly enough, she found it rather amusing. Hmm. Yeah. Because I apologize afterwards and she's like, Oh, that's okay, Chris. Um, you know, I, I probably deserved it anyway for all the work I gave you anyway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, it gets even better. It gets even better. Um, so we are still friends to this day after I was done with that, with, with, with the community college. And to this day, we're still friends. And she doesn't really care that I did that at all. Oh, wow. Yeah, my teacher, I, I mean, like I said, that was eighth grade, but it was always, it always felt like it was on purpose because oh, I, oh yeah, that's what I thought too. <laughs> um, and I mean, of course I, I know I was a chatterbox so I sat in the back of the class. Um, I'm always talking to somebody, but, um. And the thing is, she'd always tell me to stay after class, and it'd be like tutoring. And I'm like, I really think all this is on purpose because she used to walk around the classroom barefoot, or you know, pop her shoes. Oh boy! And I'm like, yeah. And she was like, you know, one day she kept me after class. She said, you know, you sit next to me every day. And she said, for some reason, I don't understand why you're never paying attention. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> I really had to like search my gut for like what am I supposed to answer this with? I'm sorry, I laughed at that. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good because even <laughs> I have to laugh thinking about it now because I'm like I really. I, I I told her I am so sorry. I said I I, I just don't know how to answer. <laughs> um, but you know she was my math teacher and I was already pretty bad at math and that definitely didn't help. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but, um, 
I did actually have one tickle experience in school, and that's because um, it's obvious I was I was also a femboy in school as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to always take my shoes off, and I would put them usually on the desk that's in front of me because it's empty. Yeah, I'm one of those kids who would bounce on the rack underneath and everything. <laughs> um, actually, one day someone got tired of it and grabbed my ankle and tickled my arch and I fell out my desk in the middle of the classroom. <laughs> I did that to a girl once. I did that to a girl once. Yes, I did that. When, when I was in high school, I did that to someone. This girl kept um, taking off her flip-flops and placing them on like the empty desk in front of like next to me and i just got tired of it and i grabbed her and yeah (laughs) yeah and you know all it took was like one drag and i instantly like shrieked and fell out the desk yeah um it took one wiggle she didn't fall off the desk but she definitely went ballistic (laughs) yeah i'm i'm extremely ticklish so i completely my pencil went flying and i just like shrieked and jumped and landed out the desk and there I was on the floor hugging my knees and I was like don't do that yeah so so your your um teacher story reminded me of another story that happened to me (laughs) so um when I was in high school I had to take a um when I was in high school I took a few business classes and there was this business slash computer teacher. She was a short blonde in her mid thirties. And Oh my God, she would always go. She would do a lot of shoe play. She would go barefoot. Sometimes it drove me nuts during class. So, um, I didn't do anything, but I was tortured with this. Um, if you were behind with work for your for her classes and any class you had her for, um, she would have you stay after school um, to get like extra help. Yep. <laughs> so I did this a few times, and there were you know because she had multiple classes, there were always a few students. Um, but unfortunately. Um, because we'd always run out of time, I'd have to come back for like another after school session to work on what I worked on. So one of these times I was going in and normally there are a few other students, but I was the only one there that day. The only one. Oh, wow. So um, because I was the only one there that day, she decided to sit next to me and work on grading stuff just in case I needed help with something. So there was a, like, it was me next to a computer and there was an empty chair and then there was her and the chair next to the empty chair, you know, working on the work that she needed to grade. Well, you know, if I needed help or not. So anyway, um, eventually during the, afternoon um she was she had worn um black high heels all day now she started teaching at like 9 a.m in the morning and her last class was ending at like 3 30 so 
by the end of the day, you know, someone in high heels is probably going to be really tired on their feet. Oh, yes. Yeah. So um, I was working on what I needed to work on, and I had to ask her a question. So because I'm working on something, like if I'm really deep and working on something, I kind of don't know what's going on around me. So because I got lost on something, I was like, okay, I need to ask uh, Miss So and So, you know, um, how I do go about this because I'm confused. So I turn, so I turn to the side to ask her, and she's busy grading papers. Her high heels are on the floor, and um, her bare feet are like kicked up next to the chair next to me. Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what to do here. Um, so I just, like, I, I knew that if I did something, I'd probably get in trouble. So I was like, uh, could you help me out with this? I'm a little confused. So once she realized I needed help, then she, like, took her feet off the de off the chair and put her heels back on. But, it, oh, my God, that was torturous. Oh, I can imagine. So, especially, you know, when you're trying so hard to hold back, even just to say something, it's like, it's that, it's yeah, that exactly. you feel in your gut. It's like, oh, man, what do I do? Exactly. Plus, after she helped me out, she kicked them right off and put them back up. Yep. And I was like, oh, shit. I can definitely say, like, because of that math teacher, my math grades were not great. <laughs> Same thing, same thing. Because of this computer science teacher and business teacher, my um, my grades in her computer and business classes went downhill. Oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, man, I can't even pay attention in class. And my parents, as bad as they were, um, you know, because, you know, of course, the minute they see the report card, they're like, oh, well, why is there an 80 in this class? <laughs> and I would be like, uh, well, I'm not going to explain the real reason. Well, unfortunately, a foot fetish runs in my family. I believe there's a foot fetish gene. Um, so on my dad's side of the family, there's a foot fetish gene. And so my dad knew that I had a foot fetish because most people on his side of the family had them. And, um, you know, I, I was doing bad in her, in her class. And, you know, my parents had to have a talk or something about it. And, you know, my dad got like one look at her and she's like, and he was like, you're staring at her feet, aren't you? <laughs> I'm like, eh, kind of. I wish I had a pair. I'd have been so honest. I'd have been like, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's like, uh, Definitely. I, I, I don't know. Um, and another, another time. So, um, full disclosure, um, because of my autism, I was put into like special ed classes, unfortunately. And, yeah. um, and when, when you're put in those situations, um, starting in ninth through 12th grade, you're given like a case manager. And I had the same case manager for all four years of high school and I sometimes had her as a teacher like um, junior and senior year <clears throat> so anyway 
this teacher slash case manager, um, she would um, dip. She would always wear high heels or flats, and she would always keep dipping them in and out while teaching, which got really annoying. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I'd be trying to concentrate, and, and because it was you know, that kind of class, we usually did one-on-one -on -one things with her. So I'm trying to work on something one-on-one -on -one with her. And, you know, she has her heels kicked off or she's dipping her foot in and out of her flat. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um... Okay, so he cut in and out. Um, I think this would probably be um, a good time to stop since we did too much already. Um, I'm sorry that I was not able to finish the story. I'll probably finish it on a later date. Um, but I think I will end this um, unless he's coming back, let me double check. I am so sorry this is happening. Um, give me a minute or two. Um, just give me a minute. I know you can't hear anything right now, but I'm still here. Um, so anyway, um, to end the story, cause I know most of you will probably be like, well, what happened? Um, to end the story, I basically had to, um, in my senior year towards the end, I had to help her out with moving something because she was moving her class and she had to go up and climb, um, like uh there were cabinets high up and there was a table where the cabinets were and the um cabinet and from where she was her heels kind of popped and with the popping they kind of eventually fell off and worse yet she asked me if i could put it back on so you can just imagine how um complicated that would have been for me <clears throat> so um i think that will be it for this episode um it's lasted an hour and 20 minutes so far so um sorry for the cutting in and out i do apologize about that um i know he is not here currently but thank you so much to uh sacha bunny for being my my uh, guest for this episode and thank you all for listening and i hope you like the rebranded podcast <laughs>